Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss Shinobi no Itoki and Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Welcome back, Draggle. Oh, thank you. We're just back here today with our two new shows that are almost done, not completely. They they both have a episode or two before they're done. Wait, Gundam's only one season? From what I've seen, yes. What? What? No. Ah, I thought we have like at least another season. It looks like it is slotted for 12 episodes, although I wouldn't be surprised if they had sequels set up. Okay, I think there's going to be a sequel. Good. Do you have any idea why we paired these two together? Um, because we're running out of time and we haven't covered them yet. Wait a minute, seriously? You can't think about it any deeper than that? Uh, let's see. I mean, not that deep, but They're sort both of. anime. They both, <laughs> they both are about violence. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, they both have uh, robots. Oh, I guess they kind of do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're both stupid high school students. We got high schoolers. Well, I, w- I would say one is more stupid than the other. I disagree. I think they are equally stupid, but they are still <laughs> entertaining. And they have these long traditions that they have to sort of pay respects to. That's true. Do you want to start with what I assume you to think is the more stupid of the two? Sure. Shinobi no Itoki. So this is a show about ninjas. Yes. And the ninja war between the the good ninjas and the bad ninjas. Although arguably, I think they're trying to like set up a world at the beginning that is kind of not at war. They had wars in the past, but it's more of like a blood feud between two particular clans, right? Yes. It's a secret war now. Which is yeah. what you'd expect from a ninja war in the first place. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is an anime original, so we don't really have any source material to draw from to predict what's going on. Not that any of it is very surprising, right? No. Or that we would care enough to want to predict. I mean, I thought at the beginning, if you look at the tone at the beginning and where it is currently now, where we only have one episode left until the end, they are pretty different. Uh, I don't know how you felt about the beginning if you liked that more than the end because there was something about the show that kept you watching right yeah so i thought at the beginning that this would be like a really trashy show since it had Uh him falling for the ninja honey chop yeah that's right (laughs) but then they forgot all about that and it turned into like the ninja un and the ninja police politics I totally thought we were going to have some sort of like ninja harem, right? Because there's the girl, like you said, the honey trap. And then he has his family's ninja that's always with him, the masked girl. And then he meets another girl who makes ninja tools. Like it was all there yeah, for that harem, right? Yeah. And then shit got serious. <laughs> kind of. Kind of, yeah. So are you enjoying it far less now than you were at the beginning? Absolutely. What about you? I think I'm just curious to see where we're going to end up 
again, like I said earlier, none of it is very surprising. And, you know, ninja being ninja, of course, you're going to have undercover agents, you're going to have traitors. And all of those were pretty easy to guess. Yeah, it wasn't even like shocking at all. No, but I still kind of want to see the results at the end because you know who the bad people are at the beginning and you keep wanting to see them get some kind of consequence and they they keep somehow making it through and so i'd like at the end to see the bad guys actually punished but (sighs) yeah i don't know yeah i think even if they get punished it's gonna be like oh let's blame it on this old guy and now he's gone now we can have ninja peace and live happily ever after controlling the world from the shadows but we're the good guys so it's okay i don't know if it will be so simplistic as to say oh he's the the reason for all our problems because they do show that he became that way because of how he was raised right we're talking about the old white-haired dude right the leader of the koga right right and he was abused growing up he was always sort of held up to these super high standards and beaten if he didn't live up to them and this is why he has such a huge hatred for ninjas and wants to get rid of them all and wants to be the last ninja himself so i don't think it's saying that it came out of nowhere the world that he was raised in has shaped him to be this way. And that's kind of like why the dreams of the other ninja, the ones who most of them have already been killed, and then like now their children are fighting this war for them, how they, they want like a peaceful world where ninjas aren't really needed anymore, but not to like kill them like this guy wants. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird show. It is a weird show. And it's actually more violent than I expected. I mean, I know that they were in school and there were, there was the possibility of true injury and even students dying, but I didn't really think of it seriously until like you actually had characters dying. And, and I don't know, it feels out of place a little bit to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to take, take it seriously, especially after like the school parts, like you're saying, where it all seemed like a joke. Yeah, I mean, they said that students had died in the past. They say that, like, they want to kill each other, right? And you see students get injured. But there's still, like, a goofiness to their tests, wasn't there? Like, the whole test about having to do well. And they're like, oh, that really just means we have to steal the answers, which I'm so (laughs) dumb. (laughs) But very ninja-like, I guess. I guess so. And it seems, uh, like, all their conflicts at school, they seem so chummy and so, like, inconsequential. For it to escalate to this uh, actually killing each other. Well, there is that blood feud that you know between the Koga and the Iga that they keep bringing up. But somehow it felt further away because they were in that school setting. Yeah, I think so. It just felt like uh, they're bullying each other at school. Kids will be kids. And now we've had quite a number of pretty prominent characters die, I think. And you know what? Actually, one of my biggest surprises was in this show. You remember that honey trap, as you called her at the very first episode, the pink-haired girl who mm-hmm. was actually working for the Koga? I thought, I don't know if you remember this from when we talked about it in our preview, I thought she was going to have a bigger role. I thought she was going to, like, come back. I do remember you saying this, yeah. Have more scenes. And she totally didn't. She's just gone. Yeah. And they replaced her with, like, these really boring characters. Oh, do you think they're boring? I think so. The, the girl who makes ninja tools, and then the traitor mm-hmm. girl. I don't think the traitor girl's boring. She's, she's pretty interesting to me. She's probably the most interesting character in this show. I'll give her that. Uh-huh. But she's still kind of boring. The worst one, though, I think, is the 
his like sidekick girl. Oh, Kosetsu? Yeah. She like amounted to nothing. Well, she did for the majority of the show, but when then her background comes into light, then I kind of found her more interesting, but it's like too little too late for me. Exactly. And even once her background came to light, they just like threw her in the, the basement and left her there for the last couple episodes. Yeah. I mean, is it so hard to understand if you, like, she has this mother figure, She's no. she almost tries to kill her, then she sees her killed, like, she's a little traumatized, Draggle, come on. It's not hard to understand, it just makes for yeah. a boring story, I think. It does. I don't think they, they really succeeded with her character, because I think they're trying to sort of give her, like, the silent character, uh, right, for the most of the show, that kind of appeal, but they, like, went too far with it. You know, <laughs> to where she was like completely inconsequential for most of the series. Yeah. Her, like, I thought she would be the main love interest or something. Right. But her relationship with the main guy is. It's, it's really like a sister kind of thing. Like, sh- there's no flirting. There's no sexual tension. There's nothing. No, there, it's not even much of a sister either. It's like acquaintances. <laughs> yeah. She's like, the employee of his family, right? Who he has no personal connection to. Exactly. It's so bizarre. It is. Yeah. And like, there's a little bit of flirting, I guess. It's like barely there with the other two girls, but yeah. Not the focus of the show. It's really all about the ninjas and their fights and what is good and what is bad and what the true goal of a ninja should be kind of shit. Exactly. And the fights are lame. And the politics are just bizarre. Going back to those other two girls, it's also so weird to me how, like, their ninja town got invaded, and he's supposed to be the leader, and his mother is missing, and all these disasters are striking. And he's just, like, sitting in his room chatting with these two girls he met a couple months ago. Well, they're trying to, to be safe, right? And not make rash decisions, and he doesn't want to to do something that'll actually lead into his whole clan's demise. I guess But I get your sentiment. It feels very casual. It does. You know, and I'm surprised that they... I'm surprised they kept the girls there, right? Because they are outsiders. They should have sent them away. Yeah. Although, I guess their hometowns got destroyed, too, so... Well, we don't see that until after. We don't know that their towns got destroyed until afterward. That's true. That's true. So, like, they didn't know that. So then why did they keep them there? It makes no sense. The other character I hated is the rival. The red-haired kid? Yeah. He's so weird. Well, again, I can kind of see what they're going with here. Like, they wanted to have a figurehead for the rival, right? Right. The complete opposite of our main character. So they're both high school students. They're the heirs to their clans. Uh, That makes sense, his role in this. But... He's just also so blah, so predictable. (laughs) So I don't know, like so easily manipulated. Yeah, that's true. Same with the main character. They, I don't know, like I think it's trying to show like, oh, he's come to make decisions for himself and take the lead as a ninja. But it really doesn't feel that way to me. I mean, it happens by the last penultimate episode. He does make these choices, right? Right, right. But it kind of feels like, he was forced into these decisions, and, like, what other obvious choice would he make? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I, I did agree with the people who tried to mutiny him. But <laughs> but that was a fake mutiny, remember? <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, 
Okay, I was going to say that I actually was a little bit surprised by that other traitor, the older woman. I did not expect her to be the real traitor. I didn't did expect you? her, but only because I forgot she existed. Oh, I didn't forget her, but she was just like always there, kind of like a background character of the family. Yeah. So like I was thoroughly convinced of her loyalty. I didn't think it would be her. Yeah. So I good job, show, surprising me with that. <laughs> yeah, the rival is... I, I think it'll end with the rival uh, betraying the bad guy. Well, obviously. Like, he's already learned the truth, right? Like, yeah. he knows that they killed his father. And then he finds that what he's been hiding behind this entire time, oh, you know, your people killed our leader. Like, he already learned the truth about that. So everything's been turned on its head. Everything that he believed is wrong. Obviously, he's going to do something. Yes. What a surprise it will be when he does. Although it would be totally in line with this show for them to forget about him and him not to do anything in the final episode and be just the main character and the white-haired dude. That's true. It'll be funny if the the pink-haired girl just stays in jail until the the end and they forget about her. (laughs) When you say pink-haired girl, what what girl? The one with the mask who's his childhood friend. Oh, the white-haired girl. Oh, sorry. The white-haired girl. Okay, when you say pink-haired, it makes me think of the honey trap from the beginning. Oh, yeah, we we forgot all about her now. She She's yeah. definitely not showing up again. <laughs> I, I think she's dead. Didn't she die? I can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> but they did point out, which I thought was interesting, I don't know if you caught it, that she, the pink-haired girl from the beginning, and then Kosetsu, the white-haired childhood friend, that they were both products of Koga. They both have, like, these microchips in their brains that control them. Yeah, that's dumb, too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what a convenient way to toss in, like, a, an unwitting spy and traitor. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, gosh. We haven't even talked about the ninja police. The ninja police, the USC or something like that? Yeah. Like, uh, they were a little bit of comic relief, right, with the girl constantly getting found out by <laughs> <laughs> the one guy every time she was trying to investigate. Like, that was kind of funny. The whole show is so weird how it's like, oh, ninjas. Like, the main reason people like ninjas are because they're cool, right? They can, like, turn invisible and throw things around and spies, right? What are you trying to say, Draggle? In this show, ninjas are not cool at all. (laughs) (laughs) They, They make decisions through the, like, Ninja UN, which is, like, the dumbest organized government body even compared to the real UN. You don't think it's refreshing that they have to go through bureaucracy and all this, like, tape that they have to, to work through? No, no, I think it's a bait and switch. I came to this <laughs> show to see ninjas, and here I'm uh, seeing the dumb UN and the dumb police. <laughs> they are featured quite a lot, aren't they? Yeah, like, why why ninja? What about this show required ninja? Look, this is the ninja of the modern era, all right? Whoever created this is trying to bring them into the present and set them into the future so that it makes more sense. It's not just like the predictable ninja that we remember. It makes less sense. (laughs) They could have just used like normal police and had like uh, this guy be the president or something. I don't know. Isn't it cooler that the ninja have manipulated the the task force and that they are also (laughs) their own police force? No? No? No, it's just stupid. Like, why would you trust the police made of ninja? 
if the ninjas <laughs> are going to be like backstabbing, betrayal, secret. Well, and people. obviously these ninja police are also easily manipulated and controlled, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think it's funny to argue with you. I, yeah, it's a strange, many strange decisions were made in uh, the premise for this show. Well, we only have one more episode, so your agony will be over soon. Good. Now, sadly enough, there's only 12 episodes of the other show we're going to talk about Hello. today, which is Mo- Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. But I'm sure there's going to be a sequel. This show is really popular, and there's no, well, way, yeah. there's no way it's going to end next episode. How many sequels were there for Iron-Blooded Orphans? Was there just two series or three? I thought there was like 52 episodes. But... Okay, yeah. So there was like a lot of that. And yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised if they had more sequels planned for The Witch from Mercury, which I is also so. an anime original, by the way. Yes. It's so good. You think this is good? You seriously think that? Yes, I seriously think that. Wait, you mm-hmm, don't like mm-hmm. it? Oh, I find it quite entertaining, and I like it for the entertainment it provides me, but I don't think it's good. What? If what? You, if you find it entertaining, <laughs> doesn't that mean you like it? Like I said, I find it entertaining and I like it for that entertainment. But that doesn't mean I think the writing is any good or that I like any of the characters. Well, I mean, you don't have to like the characters for it to be good. Tell me what you like about this show, Draggle. I also think it's very entertaining. Yeah. I I love seeing, like, their dumb faces. I love seeing the the Gundam fights. This show, like, has a much better politics even than the ninja show, I think, even though it's also very dumb. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's definitely very dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So convince me why this is good. It's just so much fun to watch. You're like, what's going to happen next? Uh, Will they get married? (laughs) Oh, look at this dumbass, stupid kid. I hope he gets beat up. Getting very little details here, Draggle. These are all sort of vague praises. Hmm. I, I'm just so taken aback that uh, no, someone wouldn't like it, and I have to explain why. It's good. <laughs> it's that surprising to you? It is that surprising to me. You're the first person I've met who didn't love this show. I am supremely disappointed because I fucking loved Iron-Blooded Orphans, and I thought that was actually good writing, good characters, and there were true consequences to the things that happened, and I actually cared about the plot. This is some stupid high school setting, and I believe you've noted that it has, like, that Utena influence with the stupid duels with becoming groom and and uh, bride and stupid shit, <laughs> and these corporations, these companies that are so just contrived and very little detail and it sounds like a little kid practicing or playing at having a company and none of the characters are likable especially the main character you don't like Suleta? she's stupid as fuck what that's why i like her i know i know you like what was it (laughs) how did we decide you like no but she's competent Right. And we talked about you not liking competent people, but she's like competent in a spacey way, in a very airheaded way she's, to where yeah. no matter how like goofy she is, she somehow pulls it off in the suit. And it's probably because of like a love or something. Her and her suit are in love with each other. <laughs> she's competent at exactly one thing and one thing only. <laughs> uh huh. And even when she's failing, she's about to fail. Guess what? True love pulls through, and her and her Gundam make it, and they win. And yeah, happily ever after. Uh, 
The power Definitely. of love. The power of love, yes. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I get the sense you're, you're watching this show for the plot. Yes, that's usually what I follow Gundam shows for, Draggle. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not as big on the plot as you are. And I guess I'm surprised that you said you like the Gundam, you like the fights, because usually you hate competitions. Yeah, I like the fights because they're very short, and uh, ah, okay. it only does the key points, and most of it is like Suleta being stupid. And you enjoy her stupidity? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Or then like when the friends come and save her after they've been destroyed. That, that was the cool part of the fight, right? It focuses on the cool parts. I did think it was hilarious in her uh, fight with, uh, what's his name, uh, the the blonde-haired boy, uh, Shadik or whatever, that her one friend was like way off in the distance, forgotten about from the very beginning of the fight, and is able to pull off that perfect sniper shot. Yes, that was exactly. Uh, See, that's <laughs> well planned. That's the kind of fight I like. Where, uh-huh. yeah, and that that fight didn't even take up much of the episode. It was like about five minutes at most. You know what else had really good fights that were quite entertaining? Iron Blood Orphans, and that had good writing, and the characters weren't annoying. I liked Iron Blooded Orphans too, but. I don't know. I think this show is not so much about the the plot. It's more about like how it makes you feel, and uh, I don't know. the characters don't need to be likable. Some of them are. That's hateable. something I think we're gonna always disagree on. Is that there's got to be something that pulls me towards the show, and usually for me it's the character writing, and none of the characters work for me here. I don't think any of them are are interesting. I'm really surprised you don't like Suleta. I wouldn't like her in real life, but I like watching an anime about her. No. I think we've talked about this in the past, how I mentioned to you that I have a really hard time watching shows that make me feel embarrassed. And watching her, socially backwards Saletta, constantly trip over her words, constantly be feel embarrassed, it's like secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> it's okay. so painful watching her talk to people. Uh, I guess this show isn't for you then. And then, like, her talking to Miorine and, like, devastated at, I don't know, some romantic feeling not being reciprocated. You know, the scene with, like, the, the keychain thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that felt so embarrassing. I was just like, come on. Don't be pathetic. What? It sounds like you're enjoying this show. It's making you have such strong emotions. Yes, definitely a strong emotion that is not affection. <laughs> I really like that scene, too. No, I don't like it. Don't say two. I did not like it. I was suffering. I really like the one where she was like telling the blue haired girl about her plan to give the, the keychain to Miorine. Uh, Nika, right? I think the, the yeah. engineer girl. Yeah, I really like the engineer girl. I think she's an interesting. She is more interesting than the main character because she has sort of that uh, obvious sort of a two-faced thing going on. Right. Uh, she seems to be working undercover or being like an in-between of the Earthians and the Spatians. So I do like her and want to know more about her. And she has the coolest hairstyle. She has the not as crazy hairstyle. I feel like all the main characters have craziest hairstyles. Oh, really? I thought she had the craziest hairstyle. Her hair is like... Wait, we're talking about Nika. It's just shoulder length hair. No, but her hair is like a different color inside and outside. Oh, I mean... I guess I'm used to seeing that in shows like DIY, and I feel like a lot of the other characters are also two-toned hair. No, but it's like, it's common to have like two tones, 
but she has like a inside of her hair is a different color than the outside. It's like the different colors are in a strange place. Anyway, I get the sense that you don't like Utena either. Utena felt really repetitive to me. And you know that I've actually never finished Utena because I got super bored, like already halfway <laughs> through, and I had to shove my way through to like three quarters of the way through, and I just couldn't finish it because it's fucking repetitive. I see. No wonder you don't like this shit. I mean, it has, like, its appeal. Like, I remember really loving the beginning, and I love, like, the music, and then they did the same scene over and over and over and over. And yes, I know that is, again, part of its appeal. But it's just not for me. That's totally the appeal. Like, I felt like it was just, like, hammering you over the head with it. Ah, but then they subvert it, and it's amazing. Oh, they subvert it! This one... In a totally not predictable way. This one's not very repetitive, though. Just like a little bit with the duels, but they've only the had duels, a few. yeah, yeah. And at least the duels are very different in tone. Like, well, yeah, Suleta always wins, but the details of which are usually very different. Right. Like this time they had the team battle. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely entertaining. I I love like how scummy the main boys are. I would say that I'm most interested in like Ellen. Ellen, I think is how you say his name. Just like. How it's actually different people? The one she likes. The the guy who's got, like, different... Yeah, yeah. I don't know if clones are the right words, but... I think they were clones, yeah. But it feels like there are actually different people that were then genetically modified to look like the real Ellen. Something like that. Oh, really? I thought they were just, like... Yeah, because they, like, they reference them having, like, their own past and their own names from before. Uh, I just assumed, like they'd they were cloned like as babies and then they grew up i don't think so but i have to go back and uh go back and check that yeah it was so sad how the the elon she like died yeah i liked him a lot and i was like excited for that growth so i was pretty shocked when they got rid of him so uh kudos to this show for being a cutthroat and getting rid of him because i actually felt something there um, the current one, like the current Playboy, is interesting. I'm curious where that's gonna go. Yeah, he he's the one who reminds me of Utena the most. <laughs> I feel, yeah, my my favorite there is uh, the purple haired guy, the first one. Guel Jaturk. Yeah, I love how he's like camping, and now he's become a construction worker. <laughs> he's basically been thrown out, right? Like, the poor guy. Okay, I shouldn't say poor guy because he deserved a lot of this shit. He did. He was an <laughs> asshole. He was a complete asshole for quite a while. And then he kind of, like, warms up, right? Yeah. And you, you kind of start to like him, kind of respect him, and then he gets, like, thrown out by everyone. And now, like you said, he's sort of hiding out as a construction worker, which I'm not sure if that's something he did or if that's the work that his father sent him to do. Do you remember? I think that's the work his father sent him to do. Okay. Uh-huh. But it, it it seems like he's uh, he's changing and making himself a better person. Yeah. I'm hoping that he'll come back and like end up being an ally to Saleta, but it's probably too soon to say that. Yeah. Uh, Shadik, actually, I find very interesting. I think he actually cares about uh, Miarine, and Saleta is just sort of an obstacle to him. But that his family situation kind of forces him to be an opponent. No, I don't think he cares about Mirine at all. He just cares, really? he just cares about like power, and she'll give him power. Mm. I didn't get that vibe from how they were talking when it was just the two of them. 
that's because he's lying to her. Ah, so you don't believe his expressions and the way that he speaks to her. No, of course not. I watched Utena. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, just because he feels that way doesn't mean he'll act that way, right? Because, like, I believe that he actually has a soft spot for her, that he cares about her, that he wants something more. But I also don't think that he's going to do what she wants and that he will follow what his family wants him to do. Yeah, I, I think he's just manipulating her. He might even okay. think that he likes her, but he's he's lying to himself. Okay. Well, and may, maybe... Uh, no, uh, I, I think maybe he does like her, but he likes her like in he, a way that he wants to possess her. Ah, that's a good take. Yeah, uh, I can't believe this is one more episode. Are we at 11 episodes? Well, how many are left in this one? I think I have seen 10 episodes, so I think there's two more. Good. And I I bet that there's going to be a sequel for sure. Oh, there there has to be. And I'm really curious, because I don't track these kinds of things. I am curious how popular this is in the anime scene. And if this is actually pulled in more of a younger audience, because I believe that was the goal for this one. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely popular in our circles on Twitter, which are not the uh, most representative sample. No, I don't think so. Uh, I feel like... The people we, we mutually follow tend to have a more eclectic interest, which is why it kind of surprises me that they love this show so much. But then again, I guess I'm not as surprised given the reasons for why you love this show. Yeah, I, I love this show. So like, I would be tempted because our next episode is going to be about the season review. Mm-hmm. And I would be tempted to put this near as entertaining trash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But I know you you would not put it anywhere near that. You're going to put this pretty high, aren't you? Yeah, I would put it, like, near the top. Holy shit, no way. I, I think this is the best Gundam since turn A. No fucking way, Draggle. Yes, fucking way. No <laughs> way. This is nowhere near Iron-Blooded Orphans. This is so much better than Iron-Blooded oh, Orphans. Oh, okay. We're going to agree to disagree here, <laughs> and we're going to argue about this in the next episode. Okay. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Kuhn and at Anime BMB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play. Thanks for listening. See you next time.